Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Well, it's always good to be with you. Always is. Thanks, team. What a super time in worship. Thanks for blessing us like that. I mean that beautiful sense of the Holy Spirit. Um, last time I spoke, at the last minute, we had to go online. And, uh, and we went into that word that we're not mentioning from the front. <laughs> and we went online and I started a series. And the, ser- this, the series title was so eloquently named, Jesus and Boats on Lakes and the Disciples in Storms Alone at Night. <laughs> that was the... It was a really smooth sounding series and I've got a a part two, a part two. We had a look that that time at the story of how Jesus calmed the storm. This morning we're going to have a look at a story that's similar, but it's the one where Jesus walks on the water, right? From Matthew 14, it's it's Matthew 14, 22 to 29. And just to set the scene when this happened, Jesus and the disciples were way up north uh, in Galilee beside the Sea of Galilee. And it was that day where Jesus had been teaching the crowd of 5,000 people, right? You think that, that's a big crowd outdoors and Jesus was teaching and the disciples had been working hard, looking after Jesus and, and, and managing the crowd and that came to the end of the day and it was like that time at the end of church and the disciples were like, hey, Jesus, how about we let the people go, you know? Uh, get, they can go and get something to eat. And Jesus, Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And they got that sinking feeling. That I can't, I'm tired and I, I can't. 5,000 people, I can't give them something to eat. And of course, that was the moment when there was that most incredible miracle where thanks were given to God with some food and Jesus did that multiplication miracle of feeding 5,000 people, but it was the disciples who was given the food out. That's still a lot of work, right? That's still a lot of work, distributing food to 5,000 people. At the end of that, after a long day, they, they were just, well, they were ready to drop. And then this happened. It says immediately, immediately after that miracle, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. You got to get that, you know, just let these words come over. You get that, what's going on? Jesus dismissed the crowd. He said, disciples, get in the boat. After Jesus had dismissed the crowd, he went up on the mountainside by himself. It's making a point of this. Jesus was alone. He went by himself up on the mountainside to pray. Later that night, he, that's Jesus, was there alone, up on the mountainside alone. And the boat, it was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a, it's a ghost, they said. They cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately, immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, 
Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Tell me, tell me to come on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came to Jesus. And we're stopping there. We're stopping there in the story. And I have to admit, I feel sorry for the disciples in this story, right? I mean, it had been a big day. And then they were stretched even more with the miraculous food miracle. And they probably just wanted to drop. But then it says immediately then, immediately, and notice the language, it says Jesus made them. He made them. That's not, if you like, let's get ahead on the journey. He said, get in the boat and go. And you got to hand it to them. They had a heart to do what Jesus had told them to do, didn't they? Like even when they were probably tired, they went, well, Jesus, you said it. And so we're going to do it. And so as the light faded, they jumped in that boat and they set out across the Sea of Galilee at night. And then this is where I start to feel for the disciples because in verse 23 and 24, it just spells it out later that night. He was there alone. Remember, that's Jesus. He's gone up on the mountainside to pray. So he's up there alone. And it says the boat was already a considerable, a long way, a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And this for me, I don't know for you, but this is that, what? Like, Hold it, that's not how the script's supposed to go. They were, they were doing what Jesus said. That's when blessing's supposed to come, isn't it? Like, isn't that when everything's supposed to align? But you've got to notice here, no, they got in the boat and a wind sprang up and things got hard and they rode and the waves buffeted and the wind and the waves came against. And... <laughs> Just get the full picture of what this was like. Did you notice it said Jesus didn't go out to them until when? Just before dawn. That's a long night. That's like, I couldn't he have come earlier? That's long. And it says they were a long way from land. So get the picture. They'd done what Jesus wanted them to do. They jumped in the boat. They'd launched out in Jesus' way for them. Things got tough. The wind came against. The waves came and buffeted. They knuckled down and started to row all night. Alone. On the sea. Without Jesus in the boat. Rowing, rowing, rowing hour after hour, all night, alone, in the wind and the waves, doing what Jesus said, alone, exerting whatever strength they had, rowing all night. You get it? What are they thinking at this point? Just imagine it. Just imagine what they're thinking. I reckon one was thinking, this wasn't my idea, Jesus. This wasn't my idea. I did it because you said do. Now look. Long way from nowhere, alone, 
going down in the wind. This wasn't my idea. I'm here because you said, where's the blessing? Where's the blessing? What's going on? I think someone else was probably thinking, well, Jesus, I, I got a heart for you. You know that. I don't want to give up. I also know I've only got so much strength. You can't just row indefinitely. You can't. It's impossible. So they're knowing, I'm rowing. It's night. It's long. I don't know when the morning's coming, but I know when my strength's going to give out and it's almost gone. I've just been rowing. I don't want to give up, but I know I'm going to give out before too long. Jesus, what's going on? Others probably thought, where, where is he? What is he, up, a, up there having a latte? <laughs> he tells us, go out here on the boat. He goes up the mountain. Now I can't see him. Does he even know what's going on for us? Does he see? Is he coming? Or are we just alone? Is he coming? You ever had moments like that in your journey with Jesus? Your heart is to set out with him. Your heart is to live his way. Your heart's to move in something that he called you to and that's when the wind comes and the rowing starts and things get hard. Maybe one of those, maybe you've been praying one of those prayers this week. Jesus, I'm here because you called us here. But now I'm alone and I'm a long way from nowhere. And there's been heaps of change and it's hard. Isn't this when blessing's supposed to come? But where is it? Where is it? Why the wind and the waves? I feel so alone. Maybe you've prayed, Jesus, I, my heart's for you. You know that. I don't want to give up, but I've only got so much strength. And it's almost out. And I keep rowing till I'm done. But when it gives out, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what happens then. Jesus, what's going on? Maybe you've said, Jesus, where are you? I just can't see you. I can't hear you. You don't seem to be with me in the boat. Am I alone? Are you going to come? What's going on? I want to say if, if that's where you're at in your journey this morning, firstly, I want to empathise with you and say that's a, that's a desperate, really tough phase of your journey with Jesus in this life. So you're going through some tough stuff, which makes it all the more important to see what, what happened in verse 25. It says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Don't you just love how in the Bible it says the most mind-blowing stuff in like four words in a verse. Jesus, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out walking on the lake. Don't miss what this is saying. Don't miss this. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them because he was up on the mountain and he went out to them and the boat was a long way from land. But shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on, on top of, on the lake. That by the way, there was big wind and waves going on and Jesus walked. And just, we've got to get this clear, right? I don't think this is how he did it. If we just go to that next uh, slide. <laughs> like that guy's creative and, and all 
power to him as he walks on the water, right? But I don't think that is a photo of Jesus uh, shortly before dawn that night. The other thing I want to be clear about here is when you start Googling, you know, and, and yeah, let's do the next slide, you'll realise there's in-depth, very smart-sounding scientific theory to explain why at that moment, at that time in Galilee, this actually happened by like natural occurrence, ice underneath, the cold water, the, all that at that moment and explains that Jesus walked. I just, just in case you're wondering, I'm not in that boat, all right, of, of understanding that this is what was going on. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this place. If we go to the next picture, that's kind of more what I think was happening um, shortly before dawn, supernaturally, by nothing other than uh, the, the power of God himself by the Holy Spirit. I think Jesus came for his disciples and was actually walking on top of the water through the wind and the waves and he came to rescue them. This bit's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you don't see that every day. But the significance of this for us is really cool because when the wind's blowing, your heart's to follow Jesus and it gets hard and you're miles from land and you can't see what's going on around you. What's, what's the question? The question is, are you here, Jesus? Are you going to come, Jesus? Are you going to rescue? Are you going to do something? Are you, or am I just going to be left rowing? Here's your answer. The answer to the question, you don't even have to ask this question anymore. The answer to the question is, Jesus will come. Just let that sink in. You don't have to ask that question anymore because when your heart is for Jesus and you want to follow Jesus and you're launching out in what he says, he will always, every time, never fail, do something. He will come. He will. He's never thought of not coming. He's never too busy. He's, he's never not coming for you. He's always going to come. And so some today, you, you, you've been, that's a word because you've been rowing and it's tough and you're getting close to exhausted and things seem to keep getting harder and you're saying, I thought I was just doing what you asked me to do, Jesus. I want to say you are. You're with him and he's never going to leave you alone in that place. Never in a million years. He will always come for you. He will always do something. He will always show a way through. You, you getting that this morning? You getting that? But, and this is not a but like a disproves what I've just said. Someone once said to me, there are some big buts in the Bible. I've never been able to forget that. <laughs> And now I've done it to you. Now I've done it to you. <laughs> there is something about Jesus coming that we need to notice here, all right? I want to show you this, verse 26. Just key into this moment. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, when they saw Jesus walking on the lake, they were what? Terrified. 
They were terrified and they cried out, It's a ghost. It's a ghost. We're doomed. So this was Jesus coming. This is Jesus' rescue for His disciples in the middle of their hardship and difficulty. But when they first saw Him, they didn't recognise Jesus as Jesus because they didn't have a paradigm through which they could understand a Jesus who comes working, walking on the water. It did not compute. They just didn't get it. So this was Jesus coming for them, but you've got to see it was way outside their familiar. It was Jesus coming in a way that was, get this one, outside of their theology. Get that. Jesus did something outside they believed what he could do. That'll stretch you. This was Jesus breaking in. It was, it was even under, outside their understanding of reality. That's where it went for them. So although this is Jesus breaking in, although it was Jesus coming for them for a moment, the disciples didn't know that Jesus was Jesus. They saw something going on. They saw something new in their situation, but they didn't know how to make sense of it. And so they actually just panicked. They actually thought their situation was going from bad to worse. Did you get that? They thought, oh, great. Now it's not just the wind and the waves. Now we've got a ghost. Now we've got a ghost coming upon us. Brilliant. They freaked out. I would have liked to have seen that. Freaking out. In the fishing boat, rope going everywhere, everything going on. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, take courage. It's, it's me. It's I, don't, don't be afraid. This is Jesus. If you go to the Amplified Version, it might say something. This is my Amplified Version. This is Jesus coming saying, I know this is weird for you. I know this is freaking you out. I know this is a long way outside or either it was possible or right or whatever, but I want to tell you, it's me. This is how I am coming for you. This is how I'm breaking in. I have to note that we have to note this part of this story, right? Because unbendable, unbreakable truth, Jesus is coming for you. He's coming. He's going to come. But newsflash, He probably won't come how you expect. He probably won't work within your well-crafted paradigm. He doesn't work in time frames that we have. He doesn't even work within our experience of reality. He doesn't always work within our theology and he hardly ever stays within what we're familiar with. And the sooner we get used to this as we're walking with Jesus on our journey, the better because this is how he's been coming for all of history to every person. This is how what he does the same. He's different every time. That's his sameness. He's different. <laughs> That's... There's something that stays the same. It's gonna, he's, that he's going to do something new. Lazarus. Lazarus. Oh, come, Jesus, heal Lazarus. He waited till Lazarus had been dead for three days. Then they laughed at Jesus. Open the tomb, Jesus. They laughed. He's going to be stinky, Lazarus. But now, Jesus, you don't want... And then the Lazarus wasn't healed. He was raised. He came out. Do you remember the blind guy? Remember the blind guy who wanted to be healed and Jesus walked by and he spat in the dirt 
and he mixed up the dirt and he went to the blind guy and it wasn't COVID then. There you are, mate. There you are. Oh, go wash in the pool of Siloam and you'll be right. Imagine what that guy's thinking. That is weird. But he washed and then he saw. Unreal, unreal. Weird, but unreal. The disciples had to pay the temple tax. Jesus said to Peter, go fishing. First fish you catch, pull the tax out from the middle of the fish. That's how we'll pay it. Imagine Peter walking down. (laughs) You're kidding, Jesus. No, I'm not actually. It happened. Pulled gold coins out of the first fish he caught. They went and paid the temple tax. Jesus bought, get this one. Jesus bought true kingdom life to this world. Jesus busted the hold of sin and death and established the beautiful kingdom of God in this place, in our lives, here and now. By how? Oh, the the King died. The King died at the cross. Three days later, He rose again. Yeah, God to get this about how Jesus works. He always comes. He's coming for you. He's never thought of not coming for you. He's on His way. But it'll be unexpected. You probably think it's too late. Jesus will probably come for you in ways that you go, that just looks weird. In fact, it might even be ways that terrify you terrify you. Why? Have you ever asked that? About how Jesus works? Why? Like, am I the only one that just goes, Jesus, why can't you just do something normal? (laughs) Why does it always have to be too late? And then you, why does it always have to be outside? Why can't you just do something like mildly normal, fix something in, in, a, in a good normal way that I'm comfortable with? Like for the disciples that night, I honestly think that they were expecting Jesus to come for them and what? Probably do what he did last time. Calm it. Just calm it. Jesus, just turn up and calm the storm. That'd be enough for us. But no, he comes walking on the water. Why? Why does he do it like that? Sometimes we think asking why of God is really not on. Like it jars with a little bit of the idea of our sovereignty of God. And we think, well, his ways are higher than ours. And I don't know, I come from a heritage that's often sort of discouraged me from asking the why. Just let God be God and do his thing and don't ask the why. It just, though, like it just occurs to me that I don't think there's, I think there's power and purpose in everything Jesus does. Now, I think there's power and purpose in the way he goes about everything. I don't think he does anything by not thinking. And so I actually think asking the why is crucial. Humbly, of course. So I think we should ask it here. For the disciples that night were exhausted and doing what Jesus wanted them to do and things got hard and the wind came and the waves came. Why did Jesus wait all night? Why did he wait till just before dawn to go out there 
And why did he come by walking on the water? Why? Was it the wow factor? You know, did he think this this will wow him? (laughs) They've never seen me do this before. Let's turn it up a notch. Wow. Was it practical? Had the disciples taken the only boat available and was Jesus not the strongest swimmer, you know? Practical reasons to go walking on the water. Well, I don't think any of those are very good suggestions. But but let me tell you this little story. Um, A number of years ago now, my son just was really keen to learn how to ride a skateboard, right? And he was quite young um, and... I knew this would kind of be a stretch for him, but someone gave him a skateboard and so we ended up in a car park somewhere and he was all, I think he'd watched a Tony Hawk video or something like that and in his mind, the vision of what was about to be was glorious, right? And I knew that might have been a bit harder than he thought, but anyway, he put the board on, on the ground there and his foot wobbled like that as he sort of got onto it. And then he, he goes, how do I do this? And he, he pushed off a few times and one leg went that way and that leg went that way. And down he went, but he got up again and he said, I did just jump on, mate. And he's on and he's it all looked awkward. It was it was hard, and then he went to roll on it, but it was got the speed wobbles very quickly. And before long, the board shot that way, and he ended up on his butt. And he he just you could just see the discouragement enter, and the enthusiasm just and the frustration. So in that moment, I just went and grabbed the board, and I went back to him. And I just threw the board on the ground and held the kicker under my foot. And I'm goofy. I ride that way. I know it's hard to imagine, but I can ride a skateboard. I just put the board down and just rolled a little bit and I tic-tacked around, did a few turns, gained a little bit of speed and then came back to where he was. And his eyes were like that. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Was it the wow factor I was after? Well, truth be known, there was a little bit of that. (laughs) Truth be known, there was a little bit of that. But that's not the only reason. No, 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 no. I love my son. I know he's going to do more things than he ever dreams he will. And I know it's going to take him a bit of time. I know he's got limitations. I know there are things he's never dreamed he'd be able to do. So I did that to show him, mate, when you stick with me, I'm going to work at it. You're going to go beyond the limits you know. And you're going to be able to start to do things you've never imagined. You're going to be able to ride that skateboard. You're going to get over every other fear you've had. And you're going to fly. You're going to fly with me in ways like you've never dreamed or never thought you would be able to. I think this is why Jesus walked on water that night. I think this is what he was on about. Jesus was showing his disciples that there's another way for them to journey when things get hard in the storms in following Jesus. They were sticking to the boat. They were rowing at the oars. They were contending in their own efforts. That's all they knew. They never dreamed there could be another way. So in the struggles, Jesus came walking on the water. No boat. 
no struggle. I walk through what was the disciples' struggle on top of the, of the wind and the waves. It's like Jesus was saying to them in this, hey, when you're with me, the possibilities in challenges, they're all different. They're all different. They're not limited. Like when you're with me, he's saying that the, the wind and the waves, they won't author your experience. When you're with me, you'll be able to push beyond what you know. You'll do new things in challenges that you've never dreamed were even possible. So it was this invitation from Jesus in the midst of the buffeting of the wind and waves for them to step out and go beyond what they knew, to step beyond familiar, their expectations, their theologies, their security and their efforts and and to move like in this belief with Jesus. In the new, in the impossible, in the powerful beyond description, in ways that changed everything for them, even though the wind and the waves still howled. Only Peter got it. Did you get that that night? All the disciples are in the boat. Only Peter got what Jesus was on about. As soon as Jesus said, take Courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Peter picked up on the fact that, hey, this isn't Jesus just doing a supernatural freakish act to make us go wow. (laughs) Peter knew this is Jesus inviting us to a new way in what I'm facing. So he says, okay, Jesus, if this is really you, tell me to come on the water and I'm coming and I'm coming. There's a really cool moment because Peter was saying, all right, Jesus, this is not what I expected. <laughs> this is way outside of my paradigm. Get, get the extremity of this. This is Peter saying, this doesn't even look wise. This doesn't even look safe. It's buffeting, the waves are big. But Peter's saying, if this is you, Jesus, you tell me to come. And when you tell me to come, I'm coming because I'm ready to let go of these oars and I'm ready to get out of this pitching boat and I'm ready to discover the fullness of what you've got for us. So when you tell me to come, I'm coming. Jesus called it on him. <laughs> Wonder if he went rats. Because Jesus said, well, you said it. Come, come. So Peter stepped out of the boat. <laughs> Imagine that moment. Imagine that moment. The only thing holding him up. In the pitching and the wind and the waves coming, he stepped out of that boat. That's a big letting go moment. He let go of his sense of reality. He let go of his theology. He stepped outside what he knew. He stepped into the impossible. He believed in Jesus and he let it all go. And he stepped out of that boat. And what happened? Well, he walked on water. He walked on water with Jesus. Don't think any further ahead in this story, okay? We're stopping here for a reason because I suspect that some of you in this room know where this story goes next and it becomes a whole different lesson about faith, doubts and all of that. 
the thing is when we go there, we miss this moment. We miss this moment that out of all the disciples in the boat that night, Peter was the only one who ventured outside the boat and experienced the presence and power of Jesus in his life in such a way that he walked on water. Unreal. I don't think Peter ever expected to experience the presence of power of Jesus like that in his life. But there he was. More than that, I can't remember a story or I've never met anyone who has journeyed with Jesus like that in that particular way, in those particular circumstances. If you know of someone who's walked on the water with Jesus, hand up now. Because I think over thousands of years, this is the only time I can remember that worked, walked with Jesus on the water. So I'm kind of wondering if out there on that night, Peter in the back of his mind was going, how's those rest of the disciples still doing the rowing, Jesus? Unbelievable. But look what we get to do. And I think Jesus looked at Peter and enjoyed the same moment and went, yeah, this is, this is cool. You and me, Peter, get to walk on the water in the storm. Doesn't, doesn't it make you wonder? Doesn't it make you wonder? What other outside your expectation, weird, untimely, impossible, unusual ways that Jesus is coming for you? What are those ways? When the wind blows and you're knowing your efforts and the waves come, what other ways Jesus is coming for you? What ways is He going to do that outside your paradigm? What's He working right now? And the second thing that makes me wonder, and you may well wonder this too, what are the things that only you and Jesus are going to do together? as you have your walking on water experience, in His call on your life, in the specific circumstances that you face, I reckon you're going to have a moment with Jesus where you end up doing things in His presence and power that you can't even think up in your wildest dreams in this moment. And you're going to have those moments with Jesus where you look at Him and you know, He's called me to something new. And you're going to look at him and he's going to look at you and you're both going to be thinking, just you and me, Jesus. This is so cool. This is so cool walking in healing. This is so cool walking in purpose. This is so cool being gifted in ways I never dreamed. This is so cool doing this just you and me together, Jesus. It's two powerful moments that I thought were right for this morning, for us in this message. The first one is that moment where the disciples were terrified. <laughs> it was Jesus breaking in. It was Jesus doing something, but they, they didn't know it yet. It was outside their paradigm. They, they could see something going on. Something new had entered their realm. Something had changed, but they thought it was something going from bad to worse. They were afraid of what they saw, but it was actually Jesus. It was Jesus breaking in. 
I love how in that moment where they were terrified, it was Jesus who revealed to them that it was him. They just panicked. He immediately said, don't be afraid, it's me. This is me. This is me. Don't be afraid, this is me. This is how I'm breaking in. And I just, as I prayed and prepared, I thought that there's going to be people here and you're facing something, but recently something, something new, something new's come in, something shifted. You've been out and rowing and you're going through a tough time, but something has appeared and there's something in you going, I don't know what to make of this. Maybe some of you have been like, oh, great, things have just gone from bad to worse. Maybe you've seen something and you think, oh, dear. Maybe you just don't know what to make of it. Well, in a moment, I'm just going to pray that today, here, you'll receive the revelation of Jesus, that what is from Him, He will make known to you supernaturally by revelation that you might hear the words today, don't be afraid. It's me. It's me. I'm coming for you. I know it's weird. I know it's outside what you know, but it's me. I'm just going to pray that in a moment, that moment of revelation for you. I know no one's out on the Sea of Galilee, but we're right here and we're facing our own stuff. And I just long that some here today will actually hear the voice of Jesus of reassurance saying, see that that's going on? That's me. That's me. The other moment that I thought was really powerful was Peter's moment. Hey, like where he says, well, Lord, if it's you, you just tell me to come and I'm coming. Peter doesn't get the best of raps in the Bible all the time. He, got, he gets known as this guy that speaks even sometimes before thinking. You know, like he gets, he got a bit of a reputation like that. And then he also gets known as this guy who speaks these bold things, but then doesn't necessarily follow through on what he speaks. But not this moment, not this moment. He's the only one. He's the only one who saw what he saw that night. He's the only one who understood this is Jesus inviting us to come. And so he, he said, you, you tell me to come and I'm there. That's a beautiful heart, isn't it? And he stepped out beyond his familiar, what he knew. He stepped out beyond his safety and he ends up walking on water with Jesus. And so the other thing I want to pray is that there be those moments after Jesus has affirmed for you, hey, this is me, don't be afraid, that there be a willingness, a courage, a humility and a vulnerability that says, well, it's you, Jesus, I'm coming. And I'm just going to now freely step out of my comfort zone, out of my safety, out of what I've known, and I'm going to step into the impossible. I'm going to step into the impossible with you, Jesus. Because I suspect that though we may not walk on the water with Jesus, that we will soon know these awesome experiences in the power of the Holy Spirit where we look at our Lord and King Jesus and say, this is awesome. This is awesome. I want you to see though, the wind and waves hadn't stopped blowing. No, nothing had changed in the circumstances. They were just showing a new way. 
And they knew the power, Peter knew the power of God in his life like he never dreamed and everything changed. <laughs> Except the wind and waves, they were still going. But that's all right. Jesus got in the boat then and they got to where they were going. I want to invite you, yeah, come stand, stand. I'm going to pray. Thanks, Jesus, for your beautiful presence with us this morning. Thanks, Holy Spirit, that you dance through the room every time your people are together. What joy. You see all the stories, you see the wind, you see the waves people are facing, you see. I just want to pray now in the beautiful name of Jesus. I actually want to speak a blessing over you each and every one of you in Jesus' name. Revelation, eyes opened to see the coming of Jesus for you, for you, for you. How He's moving, how He's coming, in the unexpected, in the weird, in the scary, in the too lateness, in the untimely, in whatever it is that you're facing, I pray in this moment and speak for hearts, eyes to be open to the coming of you, risen Lord Jesus Christ, in circumstances and lives. And the second thing I wanna pray is for those revelations in hearts and in stories to be responded to with courage, courage, anticipation, willingness, bravery, whatever, faith, belief. And pray that this week, this week coming for powerful manifestations of walking on water moments with you in giftedness, in freedom, in healing, in salvation, in signs and wonders that can only come about by your hand, Jesus, in lives of those here, in stories that are unfolding in this place around us. Come, Holy Spirit, bring moments about this week where we look at you and smile and say, this is awesome, Jesus. I love what I get to do with you as I follow you. Come, Holy Spirit, bring those moments of bad in our lives, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing. We're going to sing. Well, I do just, like the, the stepping out of the boat, it's, it's an act, right? And so I, I just, if you're doing that today, if, you, if this word has been for you and you're like, yep, I, I, I hunger for the revelation of Jesus to show me how He's coming for me. And I'm open for whatever that looks like, if that's one thing. Or if you're at that point of saying, with every fibre of my being, I want to let go of these oars and step out of the boat and move to Jesus. Well, that's an act that I think can be symbolised by an act. And there's a prayer team here. And as we sing this song, we would love nothing more than to pray for you and speak words of blessing over you as you do that. So you come, you come. Like Peter had to step out of that boat. I just thought it's a symbolic, physical act of you identifying with that today and saying, I'm coming. If this is you, Jesus, I'm coming. I'm not staying in the boat, I'm coming. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. 
We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.